You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Legends House After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Legends House After Show. That works. That works perfectly, as does this music. The music of the Great Iron Sheik. The Sheiky Baby. Sheiky Baby made a surprise appearance on this week's episode of The Legends House. It was episode 8, Back in Piper's Pit. And we are here at AfterBuzz to talk about Legends House. Welcome, everybody. I'm Christian Rosenberg. I am back. I was not here last week. These two guys held it down just fine. That was pretty awesome. It was a good job. It was. And I'm happy to be back with you guys, Mr. Mark Donica. Welcome. Oh, thank you. And Mr. Hobo. Welcome. Mr. Uh, Hobo is his father. I'm, I'm, my apologies. Yes. <laughs> I, I like, Sincerely. I like the detailed um, responses. That's good. So, so yeah, I needed at least an extra week to recover from Piper. <laughs> Lucky. Yeah, seriously. We did two episodes while you were gone. I know. I needed, I needed a time. We were a little burnt out, just to say the least. Uh, so, we're back in Piper's pit, though, as hey. this episode is aptly titled, because Piper returns to the Legends House after being gone for couple days for you know a book Atlanta game. down in a Atlanta signing little autograph session say hi to fans appreciation that sort of thing yeah. and Hacksaw as we expected from watching the previous episode uh, very jubilant and very very childlike excited that his buddy Roddy is is coming back to the house like a lost puppy yeah, these, these two should have their own detective series. Couple of old school, <laughs> hard nosed detectives beating down the path and kicking some ass. Piper and the pup. Yes. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Piper and the ho. <laughs> That's a completely different series for a more adult network. <laughs> but it could be rated TV fourteen on WWE Network. Oh, that's now. true. Yeah. Yes. All right. So. Everyone is just kind of like, oh, hey, Roddy, how was your trip? Uh, good to see you again. And Hacksaw, oh, hey, 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 bud. It was like a dog. Hey, 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 you're back. Hey, hey, I did all these tricks while you were gone. And all that. Some large bearded Labradors <laughs> licking me as I walk in the door. I don't know why he calls Hillbilly Jim a large Labrador. But you referred to Did Hacks- I miss licking? Licking. Yes. That's a licking. sentence that I never thought I would say in my entire life. And thanks to Legends House, <laughs> yeah. I have said it. <laughs> You'd never know when a licking Did might I take miss place. a licking? Yes. <laughs> Mostly Speaking it's of uh, Hacksaw. It's Gene licking the bottom of the glass. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. And and then uh. also licking his lips because then Ashley arrives. Oh, Ashley. And she lets the legends know that she has a very fun activity for them tonight. They are performing in a roast. And not just any roast. Hey, Roddy, you know how you took that money from that gig that you that you booked where no one else got? Well, guess what? We're going to roast you. To be fair, though, they did say, who wants to be the guest of honor? So, they, I mean, no, I mean, nobody wanted to step up. But what if somebody was just like, yeah, I'll do it. 
I love roasts are one of my most favorite things in the world to watch. Oh, they're very, very. If done by the right people, they are very entertaining. And I was excited to see this—a roast between the legends. I mean, let's think about how much material they have to use on each other. Yeah, years and <laughs> years and decades of material. This could be brilliant. This, this definitely had the makings of a brilliant episode. Yeah. So, the legends are very excited, to say the least, about getting to roast Piper. It is the most silent the house has ever been because everyone's in their own private area working on their material until they get visited by some uh, stand-up comedians. Mm-hmm. Including the host of the event. I liked what Hillbilly Jim said right after they were told. Uh, he said, Roddy Piper is is to sensitivity as Captain Hook is to masturbation. <laughs> oh, that's so, it. That's perfect. <laughs> that's about... That sums it up. <laughs> yeah. That's your opener and closer. Yeah, no. He was on top of it the whole time. He <laughs> was. It was weird seeing Hillbilly Jim so, like, looking forward to roasting everybody. He <laughs> just wanted to, like, take up all his pent-up aggression because he's such a nice guy and just <laughs> And leash it on everyone. Right, the good old Southern boy. Now's my chance to rip people to shreds and not get in trouble for it. As long as he doesn't climb a cock tower with a rifle, I see this is pretty constructive. And but uh, Tony, out of all of them, though, he was having like the most trouble because seemingly, seemingly because like I don't make fun of anybody. My mama told me never to make fun of anyone. My mama and, was a Christian, and and this is exactly He's what like, a roast is for. It's like Forrest Gump in a way. <laughs> Just he's like Michael Clark Duncan a, a in the Green Jack- <laughs> Right, He's John Coffey. If you, if you combine Forrest Gump and Michael Clark Duncan's character in the Green Mile, you have WWE oh. Hall of Famer Tony Atlas. Love and you, Eddie Tony. Murphy. You need a little Eddie Murphy. For the- <laughs> <laughs> yep. <sighs> Mark, how how long have you been practicing that laugh over the last couple of weeks? It's one. It's it's pretty easy. If you watch Beverly Hills Cop, you've got it. Honestly, everybody's been practicing this laugh. <laughs> Well, so now uh, now the comedians are there. So the the host of of the roast or the uh, the roast master, I should say, yeah. Um, him and Piper go in this nice town car over to the studio to have like alone time to get ready because Piper, as typical with roast, gets to then do a rebuttal and reply to everyone at the end. Meanwhile, the other comedians are helping out each one of the um, each one of the legends. And you know some of them do it well. Then there's then there's Fink. Uh, Jesus. Then there's Fink. Um, I kind of you know way mm. I sort of wish they'd roasted Fink, but it would kind of be like a bunch of you know guys armed with clubs just wailing on a baby seal. <laughs> it would be like what we've seen <laughs> in every episode. He yeah. wouldn't have any. <laughs> he doesn't have any of the tools necessary to fight back. He would have come up at the end and been like. Thanks, guys. And that would have been it. That would have <laughs> been the end of the show. That was real funny. Which, like is, which is odd because the man's entire career involves a microphone in front of his face. Yeah. You would think he would learn how to say a joke. It's, it's just this weird kind of under thing, man. He always plays himself down. But it was also, he, he kind of established that he wasn't a mean-spirited guy at all. And he was just up there to try to tell jokes. But his sense of humor, like, I, I like the good bad horrible pun as much as the next person but these were just bad jokes <laughs> they were terrible. These were just bad like, i feel really the, sorry the writer who was working with him just looked at the camera like what am i supposed to do it's like it's like how do i make this better i can't rewrite your entire act <laughs> the guy the guy who was helping tony was just like i've never been in a session that was so like intense but they apparently they got somewhere but 
somehow I, I honestly watching all of the preparation from all of the guys, uh Tony looked like the guy who was who needed the most help. But that wasn't the case. No. It, no. it, it he, was not. He had an idea and he went with it, but Gene was not receptive to any of these people's help. I don't well, think he, he needed thought, it. He but, thought he was perfect. But Gene's was, like, I got this down and he did and he did well too. Uh, he's it's, <laughs> it's all favorite in the, the delivery. Night. Oh, Did you say when you're? Oh, go ahead. He, no, he, he, well, no, we'll get we'll get to it. There's okay. a lot. Uh, well, you know we're we're approaching the the roast. There's a live crowd, so everyone's excited. And all of a sudden, the roastmaster, after all the legends come out, announces, "Oh, by the way, there's one more legend here. It's the Iron Freaking Sheik, <laughs> wearing his own shirt as is customary for the Sheiky with an American flag." The I- really? Yeah, he had it for, with his cane. <laughs> the Iron Sheik is known as like the most unfiltered human being, not just like retired wrestler, just the f- most unfiltered human being alive. Yeah, do you follow him on Twitter? Yes. It's hilarious and awful and amazing at the same time. And no one under 18 should follow him. No. <laughs> no. no I mean, not even people... Over the age of 18. People I, in their 40s shouldn't probably follow him. I still text my dad asking if it's okay if I can read his tweet. <laughs> I just good. remember the one he did for Christmas. It was so good. I can't say it on air because it's awful, but it would be... It's nice to see, though, that he has nothing but love for Justin Bieber, always. <laughs> and uh, The jabroni. The jabroni. Just, the, the Justin Bieber. That's the a only few people in Sheiky tweets. class, and, and, and there's a few select interviews that you are Sheik class. Sheik class or Sheiky class, yeah. Sheiky class. Uh, I don't. I don't think there is anything else like Sheiky. He does not have a class. He's indefinable. But he he's been a part of roast. In fact, uh, not too long ago, they actually did a roast out here for the Iron Sheik. Oh my, oh, that's, that's right. right. And I couldn't go, and I was devastated. And yeah, so I mean, he's been involved in these. So all the legends are just like. Oh no! But at the same time, they're like, "Hey!" So, like anytime they they're introduced, like a, a wrestler gets brought into the fray, everybody's just like, "Cool!" Another person to kind of share our loathing of being at this house with. Right? They they love bringing in more wrestlers, and the sheik at a roast is like bringing a hand grenade to a knife fight. You don't know quite when it's gonna go off, but everybody's gonna enjoy it. And it simply simply put, yeah. simply put, it's a complete mind trip. Yes, it is an yeah. insane mind trip. Um, speaking of which, actually, though, I do want to talk about this um, this program that is coming up. Our, and you talk about mind trips with the Sheik. I'm going to tell you about a total mind trip that's going to keep you guessing for hours. You're going to check out this new smart sci-fi film, The Signal, that's coming in theaters actually uh, this Friday, June 13th. Uh, the Signal explores what happens to a group of college students on a road trip, and they're mysteriously lured to the middle of a desert by some hacker. And everything goes dark. And when one of the students regains consciousness, um, he's in a a nightmare. Like he's physically in a nightmare. That would be a mind trip, I would think. No, to to be completely taken out of it. It it seems like a a more modern version of of the hills have eyes, and and one that a lot of people today could really get into, just with the lack of having being so plugged into technology, and then just being ripped right out of it. And then you got Lawrence Fishburne. We all know Lawrence Fisherman. We all love Lawrence Fisherman. Solid player. Larry's always something to watch. Yep. In his first uh, sci-fi film since The Matrix. And also you got Brenton Thwaites um, from Maleficent. Huge Great success that. with that. 
Um, Olivia Cook from Bates Motel, Sarah Clark from T- The Twilight Films. A great cast in this. And, I mean, it's directed by William Eubank. It opens up, like I said, this Friday, June 13th, The Signal. You can find out more information at focusfeatures.com slash the underscore signal. So um, it's in select theaters this Friday. I would highly recommend checking that out. Just like how I highly recommend trying to rewind the Sheik's promos or roasts and then try to rewatch them and rewind them and watch them again because you never understand everything the man says. Well, you can't watch them censored either. Oh, his, no, that's also yeah. true. His opening line, all, all three words of it were bleeped. I have no clue what they were. <laughs> and if you tried understanding, if you tried to take the time to keep rewinding and watching, you'd be busy for hours. Mm-hmm. And you'd be you'd be right where you started with you know nothing. What? I don't think the editors have any idea what he's saying. They're just bleeping random things. That sounds dirty. They hear I'm going to bleep it. Or sh- and they're like, we should probably Well, I don't know what that is, but we should bleep it. Probably just said it's an absolute pleasure to be here, but he it's like no, have... it's Iron Chic. We need to make it sound like it was something inappropriate. Well, when it, in his terrible English, it probably sounded like something horrible. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're not he... supposed to say that in this country, sir. This is a Christian nation. You should probably go. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of people who should, uh, you know, probably go and and stay away from uh, the microphone in a roast, I was surprisingly disappointed in Jimmy Hart. He his his career is a manager. Your career is to talk and put down people. Right. But his actually his job was more to irritate everyone in the vicinity. He never really put down anybody. You just wanted him to like die. Like he was a gnat that just kept buzzing and buzzing. He really didn't didn't even listen to what he said, but it was the tone with which he said it that made you crazy. He was a yapping dog in or, or a crying baby in church. You know, he was he's that one thing that you're like, I could live the rest of my life without hearing you speak. Or that noise. <laughs> like that's the that's the kind of uh manager he was where he was he was you know, making all of this talent excel, but at the same time, you were, you didn't want to listen to him. That was his job, mm-hmm. and like the comedian said, the, all of the jokes that he was writing were way too like inside jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, the comedian tried his best to try to help him out. Quick mention to Hell Comes to Frogtown, which you can see a review of on Soapbox Car TV, as well as They Live, featuring uh, the soda. Uh, I'm all out of bubblegum, which you can get a Rocket Fizz around the nation. Where can you find it? A Rocket Fizz around the nation, over 70 stores. There you go. Here it's good with vodka. Uh, uh, Supposedly. That's what I've heard. From a sober guy. Yeah. Weirdly enough, you know know why? It's probably garbage, because the sober guy told us. It's probably a rib. (laughs) He's probably ribbing us. We don't know yet, because the first sip we take is going to be, oh, God. What you did he do? You know, you know what we need to do? Them. We need to do our finale is next week. We need to get some and, and have a little toast at the, at <laughs> the end of next week. Pour one for our homies. Yes, right on the desk. Make everything <laughs> sticky. You'll really like that, won't you, Roya? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, studio audience. I appreciate it. I forgot they were here. <laughs> I know. They were, they, were, they were so silent for about 15 wow. minutes. They were so in tune with what <laughs> And we were seven saying. episodes. <laughs> Hey, oh, come on! What, what come is this, Springer? Can't boo us. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't really get rowdy. All right. Somebody that, threw a chair in the back. Security. Yeah, someone, someone was very rowdy. In Road that double crowd. F. <laughs> what? I can't. I'm sorry. It was a baby that you just got kicked out. That's well, why they all. The baby threw a chair. I think we should all be scared. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. We could do this for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the episode anymore. I just want to keep queuing oh, this. Oh, bull. I got to get my favorite line in here. Uh, well, fine. Go for it. <laughs> There's so, like, Mean Gene. Like, Hobo and I were talking before the show, we want to see this entire show. Not just the little, like, ten minutes that they cut together. Hopefully for a DVD release. This would make me want to buy it on, like, for home video, despite having all of the episodes available, thanks to the WWE Network. Yep. Nine and nine a month. And, uh, <laughs> With a six-month commitment. Right. But it's, you know. It's still, it's still re- great. Still resonable. Um, but Mean Gene, <laughs> if I had a face like yours, I'd get it circumcised. <laughs> yep. That's it, cat. That's we're yep. Good night. This, that's it. You're done. Thank you. Thank you, Gene. <laughs> Actually, I do like I do like jeans to the fink. Uh, your 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 mom decided not to breastfeed you because she just wanted to keep you as friends. <laughs> there are so many good ones in it. Hillbilly uh, Jack. Oh, go ahead. We're just going for we're just going with lines. Tony Atlas's ass has more muscles than Piper has in his entire body. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, it was too good. It was too like too much, way too much to to try to put in one small package. And surprisingly, the Popeye and olive oil joke did not get as many laughs. I thought that one was cute, <laughs> <laughs> right? But that's for like that's that's a joke you can tell your grandma, and she'll probably go, "Oh, that was a good one." Oh, she won't yeah. laugh, but she'll be like, "That was a nice joke." You're so dirty. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear that laugh one more time, Hobo. <laughs> What? That sounds very delicate <laughs> from someone like you. Well, I'm a messy grandmother laying in her bed, you know. <laughs> so, messy? so overall, <laughs> overall, the roast is going well. On Piper, I mean, when he gets his chance, he just goes. Yeah, it was, it was. He was concerned. Yeah, but then he went on stage and just nailed it. He did. He did the right thing, where he was like, "I'm going to gauge and see how far they go, and that will determine how far I go." Which, you, I mean, you can't really, as the guest of honor, you can't really prepare too much. You can, I mean, he probably had like uh, low ball, uh, regular, and then just a, total... a low ball, regular ball, and high ball. Yeah, I, I hope he didn't have a high ball. That guy's been clean. Uh, I was going to say, but uh, <laughs> can we get some? Can we get some rim shots? Uh, said. Hey! hey! Do we have it? Do we have it? That's what she said. Button. That's what she said. Yes. That is right there. <laughs> Thank That's God. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. That's what she said. <laughs> Even that one was good. <laughs> Damn it. <No. laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I think, I mean, as much as we saw, we didn't see a lot. I find it very curious that we didn't see Piper joke about Pat Patterson. We saw him go with a bunch of different people, but I mean, supposedly Piper and Patterson have a, have a storied past. I I think we're going to find more about that. I mean, we, um, and that's kind of leaning on what happened next, but more so, especially in the finale, mm-hmm. um, they go back to the house and Piper's thanking everyone for, you had the opportunity to bring up some things that I do not want to be in public, and you didn't. And I thank you guys for that because we all just had fun. You know, we it was it was all in good fun. There were jokes at each other, but nothing to make anyone offended or uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. There were no cheap shots taken. Everybody sort of took the high road and went with the, the you know, the harder, the more of a thinker type jokes, mm-hmm. which I think was appreciated by everybody, including Piper. Except for Piper's fart joke about Hacksaw. Well, it's the first yeah. time I howled at the moon and the moon howled back. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, 
I think okay. we'll remember this for the rest of our lives, or in Gene's case, two weeks. <laughs> that was... Gene's face! That was the best one. <laughs> you! That was the best one. <laughs> so, it, was, it was awful, but it was really good. That was a, that was a perfect roast joke. It was. It was. It, was. Hit, it, it hit, and it was one of those like, oh, but it was. It was. It was like, oh, because he's really old. Yeah, that's he's the thing. Really old. He's got the arm thing. Cool. Cocktail arm. <laughs> he raises it up. His buzz comes back oh, as he said. Oh, I was <laughs> uh, so as much fun as they had at the roast, all of a sudden this show got like seriously serious, super deep. Like I, yeah, I, seriously, serious. Like I felt like, what? What did I just start? Like, is this a different episode? What? What I mean, just happened? It makes sense, though. I mean, everybody was getting closer and closer, and they kept talking about how close they had become, and they have only got one more week to go. Mm-hmm. So there are no what? Are they, not even. I'm said sorry. A day and a half. Day and a half to that go. That surprised me. I was like, holy crap, we really are coming up to the end of this. And so I think everybody's feeling. Feeling this togetherness more than they have before, and they're worried about losing it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, your your natural reaction is to try to grasp on tighter to what you have. So that's what they're trying to do. They're really trying to solidify their bond before this whole thing ends. Yeah, and especially Pat. Pat is very animated and emotional just about, like, you know, we need to start expressing ourselves as ourselves, not as hacksaw jim duggan but just as you know jim not you know not what you're going to be when you walk through that curtain just who you are because we've spent so many years around each other not sharing who we are with each other right and and everyone was getting really emotional with with what pat was saying Mm -hmm. and you know um they started going around and asking everyone who's walking on eggshells and all of a sudden, when it got to Fink, it got heated between Piper and Fink for a minute. Yeah. Because it mean, brought back up the king's chair from the yeah, limo. The king's seat and all that. But, I mean, Fink always is a guy who is walking on eggshells. You can sort of see it. He's worried about hurting people. He just always is. So he never really commits to anything. And that's what Piper wanted from him in that exact moment. You want Put your hand up or you put your hand down. It is one of the two. It is not somewhere in between. You're mm-hmm. getting involved here. You're not going to keep all of us at an arm's length any longer. Get yourself involved. Yeah. And, and they brought up how because he was an announcer, he, an announcer, he wasn't necessarily in that like backstage family because while everything was happening in the back he was out on stage the whole time and 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 that's something that i you know i deal with a lot when i'm doing shows at at commentating because you know i'll hear about things that might have happened in the back good or bad or whatever but in the end i mean i'm personally i'm out there the entire show calling you know whatever i see so i mean there are plenty of people that might leave before the show's already over i didn't even get to say bye to them because it's just like I'm in, I'm Burton, like in this whole separate area. And Fink was obviously the same way. He mm-hmm. sits ringside those entire shows and doesn't really get to interact with the guys because probably by the time he gets back there, a bunch of them already left to go back to their hotels. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there's an interesting thing to consider also. Everybody just assumes that these guys are super close. They're just super close from being you know together backstage, years on the road, whatever. But it's not the case. This is still a job for them. Mm-hmm. So they brought their work face 
to this house because that's what they have. They're not ready to share themselves. It's like going to a sleepover with a bunch of coworkers. You don't really know these people. You know them well enough, but you like your your surroundings are controlled for the time that you do know each other, so you don't really let your real self go. Right. I mean, you know, I'm I'm oh boy, I know you can agree with this. I mean, I've I've been involved in wrestling for over eight and a half years. I can count people that I consider good friends that I know from wrestling shows on one hand. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I mean, I'm a pretty quiet guy backstage myself. Right. And I'm, try- I'm trying to expand that. You know, I'm trying to be more open. you got to make as many friends as you can because you, you never know who could help you at any particular time or who needs help from you, so you've got to be just open to everybody. And I've been trying to do that myself. Hmm. I... I- I found it very interesting how I mean how forward Pat was in trying to get everybody, including himself. Um, he said it's hard to get out of Pat Patterson, and yeah. and he's like Hillbilly Jim. That that's that's you. You identify with that guy, so it's easier to be that. But I I like he came to America and became somebody else from from Canada, and mm-hmm. and he can't separate Pat from Pierre. Yeah, it and it's he he just he wanted to get everything out there and wanted to make sure that everybody was going to do was hoping that everybody could do do the same and that everybody would be accepting of each other which after getting all of the kind of negativity out from the roast it 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 seemed like a a natural progression of the house yeah and and it clearly hit home to all of them yeah everyone was getting emotional um i think we're finally figuring out why mean gene was crying from the trailer from the beginning. We've been spending the whole time like, why? Who made Mean Gene cry? Like, oh, well, it's kind of you know serious thing with everybody. They, but yeah. they didn't show the whole clip. That I think it might showing. be for the finale. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe for the last night. Pat, Pat and Gene are real close. This yeah. whole time, they are doing nothing but hanging out and playing cards together. This entire show. And it was really nice to hear Gene say, whatever Pat chooses, whatever it is, I'm behind him 100%. Yeah. And that was great to hear. Yeah. The, the, it, it was weird to go from a place of pure, absolute kind of joy and celebration of not just Piper, but all of these guys, to like just this everything out there self-realization like realization of their own mortality sort of thing like we only have so much time left on this earth sort of thing it was it was really deep and really emotional and and it was it was almost bizarre to see so fast of a change but yeah. it it was a natural change and and as far as like the mortality you're talking about because then we go into what i believe was the next morning that's what it looked like and yeah. all of a sudden everyone's still lingering from what happened in that that night? Well, I and, mean, so much happened. Well, last I mean, there was so, it's just so heavy. And uh, Jimmy is opening up to Tony in the kitchen and tells him that um, his daughter has died. Well, it's it the is. anniversary. The anniversary of the, yeah. of the yeah, death of his happened. daughter. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's just like I, I mean, hell, I didn't even know he had a daughter. His, yeah, I didn't his... even knew he knew the pleasures of a woman. What? Right, and and we. And we and we want to and we want to joke about that, but obviously at the same time, you know, the man has lost one of his children, his only daughter, yeah. and his firstborn. Yeah, his firstborn. Yeah, and obviously Tony didn't know. None of the legends, to to our knowledge, knew it based on the show. And 
you know, based on what Pat was saying the previous night, that's what made Jimmy kind of feel a little more comfortable enough to open up to Tony about this. And they had a very um, serious moment. And and Tony, you know, he brought up how he was like, you know, the weakest, the weakest, scrawniest guy in the house is actually the strongest. Yeah, the, sm- the smallest among us is the strongest. Yeah. Yeah, that a guy like that Jimmy like I mentioned earlier he's he's the kind of guy that that you just want to shut up but that's kind to stay in that world is kind of the easiest to keep others away so you you wonder how much of Jimmy throughout this series was him just trying to make everything work cuz he knew that this anniversary was coming up and and he just like maybe if I get maybe if I have the support of these guys I might be able to get through it, it you, you don't know where somebody's mind is with with that kind of a thing. And I think Jimmy's just the kind of guy who who throws himself from his work yeah, and that's definitely. that's sort of that's just Jimmy. Sort of everything's sort of on the surface false. It's all just it's Jimmy Hart the character. Jimmy Hart the character 110%, which is also why he's annoying cuz he's not real. <laughs> And you know there's yeah. got to be more to this man than just this red shell with this hair. That... And we and we finally started to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. It cracked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the conversation that happened the night before made made a crack in Jimmy Hart to allow us to start getting a glimpse of who the man behind the camera. It, well, behind off the, camera. Behind the megaphone. Behind the megaphone. Oh, that's a good man one. behind the megaphone. That's his memoir. Is it really? It should be. Oh, I was going to say, like, I didn't be. know we had a memoir, but that's a great name I'd for it. I'd read it. I would, too. Oh, yeah, I would. That guy's had a long, interesting... You know what else head. I would read? Maria Menounos' new book. You, did you like that segue? Nope. Okay. <laughs> you should read it. <laughs> oh, what are you trying to say? This is a roast. Okay, that I know I need to lose weight. That's fine. <laughs> but Maria can help me with the Every Girl's Guide to Dying of Fitness. I know it says Every Girl. However, there are some good tips in here for guys as well. Oh, because I thought we were fine anyway. You were good. I'm sorry, what? Are you still roasting me? It's for every girl. Yeah. You're a girl. Are you not, are you not a are you not a girl, not you? This is woman? a terrible roast, guys. You guys can do better than this. I just I, threw a Britney Spears no reference mater- in on a wrestling show. <laughs> I am no material prepared. I'm going off the cuff, sir. Much You're like lucky. the Iron Sheik. Well, this book, obviously, you can buy wherever books are sold. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you name it. It is there. And I highly recommend you check that out. No, really. It's got good, it's got good, uh, we're, we're giving you, giving you a little bit of business, but it's, uh, it's got, a, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of good recipes in it. You're, I was, you're, I was, you're, you're giving me business. I'm getting some business. All right. At least I, get, get at least business. I somewhat work in the business. Oh, see, now I throw it back at you. Give you a little business. This is Sparta! Foot? <laughs> you just kick me with your flip flop. Yeah, I did. It's made out of stone, though, so that's oh, okay. Stone hey, that's what they did in three hundred too. So he's right on it. That's that's fair. Electric point. boogaloo. I'm that's, getting in touch with my Greek side. That that, that, that is no, a good no, no, <laughs> Oh, okay. That segue was a little. That better was than that was better. That was a little better. That was pretty good. I can admit hey. it. I can admit it. Uh, so. <laughs> We had to defuse the the end of the show. We really it just, did. It was just a, a cold it, end of just like it was, it was, the three of us love having fun and joking around, uh, and this was just like whoa. Wait a second, Greek? That doesn't make sense. Three hundred wasn't with Greeks. They were Romans, weren't they? No, there was Sparta. They were Greek. Oh, okay. I'm gonna shut up now and be quiet. Spar- the Spartans and the Athenians. <laughs> Get back in your cave. <laughs> let's 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 all roast Roya. Let's we're all not, toast Roya. Why do let's we have Jeopardy right now? Toast Roya. Toast Roya. Roya. Who pushes the hardest buttons? the hardest button to button okay 
That's a good song. I just want the Jeopardy music to, to play through. So compelling television. Do we have to prepare uh, an answer with uh, a wager? Like um, we didn't even get our category, final Jeopardy category. It was so. um, what is going to rise to the top of the New York Times bestselling list, and it is Mary Minosi. You didn't say who is. Said what is, and he was referring to the book. Winner! See? See? <laughs> and everybody look under your chairs. There's a free copy of the book for everybody here. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, the people in the audience, Hobo. Oh. Not you, you know there is one person that's <laughs> listening to this at home. How do they do it? The worst... Oh, wait. The worst part about it is that they're, like, driving to work, and they looked under their seat, and they're like, oh, it's not here. <laughs> if you looked under your seat, please tell us, honestly. Be honest in the comments. Please, please leave us the comments on YouTube that you actually looked under your seat for that, and tweet us a photo of you somehow looking under your seat or something like that. Looking just down. Just looking down, and then and then be be disappointed because we didn't leave the book under your chair, but then happy because you could just buy it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And he brought it back. Uh, 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 this is like the art of pitching right here it is it is speaking of which we have to pitch the fact that next week is our last week because oh. it's finale next week yeah that i mean nine that, episodes it's a weird number yeah but they fit a lot into nine episodes there was there were there were some episodes that had two like major events happen when they could have easily split those up it seemed actually yeah we could have gone 18 episodes half hour piece yeah, we could have made them yeah. just half-hour episodes. Yeah. Then you get a little bit more of each instead of... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm honestly... like With the setup that we had at the end of this episode, I'm like really excited to find out the conversations that happen on the finale, but at the same time, I'm really worried that next week our show is going to be very somber and serious. I'm expecting tears. From, from you? Yeah. No, the end. The end was getting me. The end was getting me, and and their conversation was getting me. Everybody was getting teary eyed. And if they come full circle on that topic, on 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 what Pat was talking about, on what everybody was talking about, and everybody just kind of comes together as people as opposed to as performers, it's it's probably going to be a, a really big moment, and will make everybody go, "We need to see more of this," because this is this is it. It was a very. It's been a very interesting ride, and I can't wait to see how it ends. I, I cannot wait either, Hobo. I'm sure you cannot wait either. And I know our fans at home cannot wait either to hear us talk about it next week. Hobo's like shaking. I'm shaking. I'm sad. It's no. the Ricketts. I know. It's the Ricketts. Well, we're going to get ready. <laughs> what? Well, we're going to get ready for our finale next week. But in the meantime, if you want to keep chatting with us over that wonderful machine known as Twitter, to chat about Legends House or anything else for that matter. Hobo, how can people reach out to you? I'm on Twitter at True Hobo and buy a shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com and send me a picture because I'm sure you'll look much prettier in my shirt. And what what is that little flyer you got on top of your this Pixel Pro Wrestling? This is the Red Carpet Rumble Championship Wrestling from Hollywood this Sunday in Port Wainimi featuring like a whole bunch of really spectacular people. Like who? And, and legend Jake the Snake Roberts. Recent WWE Hall of Famer will be there. Oh my gosh. It's meet and greet. It's, it's fantastic. We are really good at pitching stuff on this show, aren't we? I'd say. I am a sexy bitch. <laughs> You're damn straight, baby. Was that You're Jake Roberts saying that? Um, no, I think that was Roy saying that. Good impression. Oh, nice. Thank you. Right. Yeah, that was that was Jake Roberts. That was, that was <laughs> Roy doing a Jake Jake Roberts impression. That was Jake Roberts doing a Roy impression with an Austin that, Powers that line. That makes sense. <laughs>
Mark, how I'll can people it. reach out to you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SoapboxMark. And you can find us on YouTube, not just here every Thursday for NXT. I actually remember to plug it this yeah. time. Wow. But on YouTube.com slash SoapboxCarTV for all of your wrestling entertainment needs. Right. We're weirdos. Yes, <laughs> and sex, apparently. Sex. Lots sex. of... Yes, please. Yes. Also, please. Danger's my middle name. I wasn't going for an accent there, just so you know. Roya's having fun. Yes, she is. Can we just go for like 15 more minutes with the crowd? Let's just do it. I think she's broken (laughs) in. She found it. She found it. That was a test. And it worked. Who sent you? (laughs) Who does number two work for? I don't remember you, but your Fez is familiar. (laughs) Oh, behave. I'm the end, sh- a- the end of the show is. Going if you guys do, I, do I do I do I get to plug my Twitter at all or no? You shut your mouth. That's right. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for something. You can find me on Twitter at crosyvoc, and I'll plug like I normally plug every week. Um, SmackDown After Buzz Friday night at seven. As I will check that out as well. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Legends House After Buzz. Next week is the finale. We're gonna get plowed on bubble gum and vodka. Sounds good. That sounds delicious. Toast down, bro. And the crowd loves it too. So thank you so much for tuning in this week for the Hobo and Mark Donica. I'm Christian Rosenberg. We'll see you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Buzz, Buzz you later! later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.